Welcome to the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. I'm your host, Scott White, and I'm doing this podcast solo. Haven't done a solo podcast in a while, but I thought I'd do one, and I'm doing it on the best of John Belushi, the videotape. Can you hear that? That's a VHS tape. The reason I'm doing this solo is this was one of the first videotapes I bought. This is not the actual videotape. The one that I'm holding, it's not the actual videotape that I had as a child, or maybe a little older than a child, but I remember buying this, and I don't remember why I bought it, but this is the reason I got into Saturday Night Live, the early Saturday Night Live, by watching, I bought this one, and then I bought the best of Dan Aykroyd, and I had the best of Chevy Chase. I had all three of those on VHS tapes, but uh, John Belushi, it was the first one. I bought it. It got me hooked, so I started watching old Saturday Night Live, and that's how it got me into the Saturday Night Live world. And then I started watching it regularly, the show that was on at the time when I was uh, when I was a teenager. This is what opened the door for me, the best of John Belushi. We're going to go through this. Reducing J- the best of John Belushi to an hour after being four years on Saturday Night Live is not, it's impossible. There's more than the best of John Belushi out there. Broadway Video produced it. It was uh, by his widow, Judith Belushi. And so, you know what, we'll just get into it. And the VHS opens with Garrett Morris introducing the Blues Brothers, and they break into Soul Man. And this was the first time Soul Man was performed by the Blues Brothers. It wasn't in the movie. A lot of people think that the, the song Soul Man was in the Blues Brothers movie. It wasn't. This was the first time it was done on Saturday Night Live. It's just a kick-ass song. The band is great. Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi as Elwood and Jake Blues are just... The energy is just coming off of them in this sketch. And while and I give credit to Aykroyd. Belushi sings this song. And while Belushi is singing, Aykroyd is doing all these acrobatics in the background. And then when he comes to the mic, you know, and does his soul man. He's not winded. He was a young man then. He was a young, thin man back then. And he... Then Aykroyd closes the song with his harmonica solo. It's a really great number by a really great band. Then our first sketch after that is Samurai Delicatessen. And then you, do, you get um, the late, great Don Pardo. Samurai Delicatessen. Great voice. And this delicatessen, this sketch about the delicatessen, includes Buck Henry. And Buck Henry walks in and he orders a sandwich and Belushi is in full samurai mode. And in all of his samurai sketches he was using an actual sword because he uses that sword 
to cut up the meat, to cut up vegetables. There's Buck Henry asks for a sliced tomato, and Belushi whips that tomato up in the air and slices it in half. The fact that he was using a real sword or a sharp enough object to pass as a sword in those sketches is just great. The, fa- the fact that the other people, whoever in those sketches, had enough confidence in Belushi to wield that sword. And, of course, we get the, you know, the big him, but the subtlety of the sketches is when Buck Henry is making small talk with him and he is small talking in Japanese when he's not doing the big over yells when he's cutting something. To me, that's the funniest part of those sketches where Belushi just takes it down and he's having a small talk conversation with this man in Japanese. Great sketch, one of the best samurai sketches out there. Buck Henry, to me, was always an underrated host of the show. He was a big name in comedy, but he wasn't a big name in comedy, if you know what I'm saying. But whenever he hosted Saturday Night Live, he always came through. He was always a pro. He was one of the best hosts that Saturday Night Live had, and some of the best sketches he was in was with Belushi as the samurai character. So we're going to have three small bits throughout where Belushi is playing Beethoven and he's trying to compose songs and Lorraine Newman is his servant and Gilda Radner is his wife. So these are three, not blackout sketches, they're a little longer than a blackout sketch, but it's just him fiddling around and the first one is him as Beethoven. Instead of composing a symphony, he composes, I'm going to tie a yellow ribbon which at the time when the show was out was a really big hit in the 70s. And then the next one is Celebrity Corner, and this was a news segment with Bill Murray. And I lo- in this video, you get to see a lot of Bill Murray and John Belushi together. We always know about Aykroyd and Belushi you know, from the movies, from the Blues Brothers, all the stuff that they did together. But Murray and Belushi together work just as well. And this one, John Belushi is playing Elizabeth Taylor. So we get to see John Belushi in drag, which didn't happen a lot. Not a lot of drag on Saturday Night Live. There was some, but unlike Kids in the Hall or Monty Python, there was women in the sketch troupe, so there really wasn't need for the men to play drag unless it was for a certain character for a certain sketch. So it's took to see Belushi in drag. In fact, I don't I, there might be, but I don't recall him doing anything else in drag. Maybe that's because because I haven't seen it, but him playing Elizabeth Taylor, gnawing on this piece of chicken while being interviewed by Bill Murray, and Bill Murray's doing his cool character, his cool news character, while interview, and Belushi starts choking on the chicken, no pun intended, and he has to give himself, or herself, as Elizabeth Taylor, has to give himself the Heimlich Maneuver and the chicken. So he actually, while... Bill Murray was talking to him, and while he was choking, he obviously had that chicken in his mouth, probably under his tongue. So he's acting with his chicken in his mouth, and finally when he gives himself the Heimlich, you can see these huge chunks of chicken just fly out of his face. And then he goes back to eating his chicken. Very nice to see Bill and John working together. Then the next sketch after that is, it's a prototype Blues Brothers sketch, where they sing King Bee. And like the first couple of years of Saturday Night Live, there was just a ton of B sketches. Belushi hated being in the B sketches, but 
Lauren wanted the beast sketches in the show, and there's just a ton, ton, ton of beast sketches. Well, this is not, this is an early prototype of the Blues Brothers, where Ackeroid is playing the harmonica and Belushi is singing, and they're essentially Jake and Elwood, but they're dressed as bees. And Belushi starts singing, I'm a King Bee. The whole band is behind him. The whole band is dressed as bees. Ackeroid's on the harmonica. And once again, the energy off of Belushi singing. And he's wearing this padded bee costume, so he's able to flop around on the stage more and more, more than he probably could because he's got that cushion of this big bee costume. So he's doing flips. He's up on a stool. It looks like he almost hurt himself flying off that stool. And the way the song ends is... Uh, I would just copy this. I would just say this to myself around the house over and over again. When your man is... <clears throat> I just love the way the song ended. Well, I'm a chain, baby, baby. I can buzz all night long. Well, I can buzz better, baby. When your man is... When your man is... That was the birth of the Blues Brothers, that bees sketch. Now we go to a sketch called Group Therapy. Mixed, I was going to say mixed emotions. Mixed take on this sketch. It's Belushi doing his best Brando. And he does a fantastic Marlon Brando. And he's in a group therapy with all these other people. Elliot Gould is the uh, psychiatrist. He's the leader of the group. And Lorraine Newman is one of the people in the group. And she's doing her classic California girl. And I'm going to go off on the tangent that I've gone off from the beginning of this podcast. Garrett Morris is in this sketch, and he just he doesn't have a line. He's just reacting to, to Lorraine Newman and John Belushi. Garrett Morris was just so criminally underused in Saturday Night Live. It's just unreal how unused he was with the talent that he had. He just sat on that couch and was like, oh, what, 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 what? And I like it. You know, I, I loved his, and a couple of weird things in this. We all know how Belushi died. Belushi's talking about how these rival great gangs are bringing drugs. And Elliot Gould goes, what do you think about, and what do you think about that? And John Belushi is like, drugs, I don't like them. Belushi, who was, Obviously, a huge drug user in the sketch says, I don't like drugs, which is, now that you look back on it, now you know how it things ended, is really, really ironic. So Belushi starts acting out his feelings to a psychiatrist, and he has a heart attack, and so, like, the, the last half of the sketch, he's just lying dead on the floor, and the last half of the sketch goes to Lorraine Newman, and she finishes up as the California character that she brought from the Groundlings to Saturday Night Live. I love Belushi's Brando, but there was a sketch where he was doing dueling Brandos with him and Peter Boyle. I much would have rather seen that sketch show off his Brando than this sketch. And once again, I don't know, maybe it was copyright. Maybe they couldn't get Peter Boyle's permission 
to use that sketch. I felt that would have been a better Brando sketch to show off Belushi's skill as Brando than the one they used because it featured more Belushi. A sketch where Belushi dies in the middle of it, not really a Belushi sketch that should be on a Belushi best of, my opinion. Then uh, the next one after that is another Beethoven short sketch. This one is My Girl. It's basically the same as the first one. He starts fiddling with the tunes, and he comes up with My Girl. Now we have a commercial, a parody commercial, Chocolate Donuts. And you see it, it, oh, the sketch opens with Belushi running this track, and he beats all these all these other athletes. He, he, he runs through the, you know, he breaks the band, the string that's across the finish line, and he sets a new world record. And then we see him pole vaulting. And then we see him high jumping. And the, the, the gist of the commercial is he's selling little chocolate donuts. And he's like, well, it's like a Wheaties commercial only for chocolate donuts. Kids, chocolate donuts, it gives me the sugar and the energy I need to get going in the morning. And while he's promoting these chocolate donuts, he's smoking, which is very funny. I like the sketch. However, reading one of the biographies of Belushi is he was filming that sketch one day and a bunch of people found out that he was there and they were looking in on that and then Belushi overheard this kid say, I like the fat guy, referring to Belushi. And that just sort of put Belushi in a foul mood. He started off in a good mood, but after hearing that, he was in a foul mood for the rest of the day, being known as the fat guy. Then we have another Blues Brothers number called B-Movie Boxcar Blues. And I have nothing against the Blues Brothers, and that this is a great, great song, but we started this episode off, we started this best of off with a Blues Brothers song. I think Soul Man, that gives us a gist of John Belushi as the Blues Brothers on Saturday Night Live. I would have liked to have seen another sketch with Belushi in, because we had the, the Blues Brothers sketch with Soul Man at the beginning, and then we had the B sketch, which was sort of, in essence, another Blues Brothers sketch, I would like to see another comedy sketch. I'd like to see another one of his characters that he played. I have no problem with this. I love the song. It's a great kick-ass song. I would just like to have seen something different, a little more variety on this hour tape. Then we have the Olympia Restaurant. You know, no fries, cheeps. John Belushi never got a writing credit on Saturday Night Live. But this was an idea that he brought. This was basically, he was impersonating his family. This is the, the family that he grew up with. And he runs this diner, and this is a complete... Everybody. Jane Curtin, Gilda Radner, Lorraine Newman, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi. No Garrett Morris. No, Garrett Morris is in the sketch. Yes, it's a complete sketch, and it has the host. Robert Klein is in the sketch. Everybody that was on the show is in the sketch. And this is the famous cheeseburger, 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 cheeseburger. No fries, cheeps. Uh, no Coke, Pepsi. And this was just a slice of John Belushi's life that he brought to the stage. And once again, this is, there's uh, there's good interaction between him and Robert Klein and him and Bill Murray. And the sketches, Ackroyd is the, is the chef and he's actually cooking, you can see, he's actually cooking cheeseburgers on a grill. I guess they had a working grill in that sketch to cook the cheeseburgers. It was a very elaborate sketch Everybody did their part great. Belushi, of course, was the centerpiece. And Robert Klein, being the constant professional, just added to that sketch. Trying to get eggs instead of a cheeseburger. Uh, I have a couple eggs and uh, a couple eggs. Sausage. Uh, is that the link sausage or patty? Link? 
Eggs over lightly, uh, a large orange juice and coffee. Thanks. Cheeseburger? <laughs> no, uh, I, I don't want a cheeseburger. Uh, uh, eggs, a couple of eggs. Eggs, eggs, a couple of eggs. And over lightly with sausage. Cafe? Cafe? No, 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 another sketch called The Thing That Wouldn't Leave. It's a horror movie parody where Bill Murray and Jane Curtin are trying to get John Belushi to leave their house, but he won't leave. Every time Bill Murray tries to get him to leave, Belushi comes up with an excuse not to leave, and Jane Curtin screams, so it's set like a horror trailer. And from what I've read, this was most like John Belushi. This was really his personality. Belushi could go a million miles an hour and go for days on end. A lot of people said it was just uncanny how he could go without rest. It was also said that Belushi had friends in shifts. He had friends in eight-hour shifts where these people could only hang with him for eight hours and then these people could only hang with him for eight hours and then these people could only hang with him for eight hours. Nobody could hang with Belushi from start to finish. And everybody loved Belushi, but there was times when it's just like, dude, you've got to go. I've got to sleep or I've got to do something else. I can't hang with you. So this sketch was written specifically for who the person John Belushi was in real life. Then we have a weekend update commentary, the luck of the Irish. And this is classic Belushi. This is this Belushi going on. This is slow burn Belushi. A lot of people say that Jack Benny had a good slow burn. Well, John Belushi had a great slow burn too. He's talking about the luck of the Irish and he talks about his friend. Once again, another ironic line is he calls his friend a junkie and he goes, I don't know what's worse. He's a drunk or a junkie. I don't know what's worse. And, and Belushi ended his life as a junkie. So once again, knowing how Belushi ended up, that line just resonates with you. On the stage, on the screen, he's condemning the stuff, but in real life, he was just gobbling it up and it was slowly, slowly killing him. But the slow burn, talking about, he ends up talking about the luck of the Irish all the way up to his friend trying to kill him. Just the slow burn from point A to point B and Jane Curtin, her 
timing is impeccable. She keeps interrupting him, and he keeps putting her off, and she keeps interrupting him until he finally just barks at her and tells her to shut up, and he just goes off, and he just belushies out of the scene. It's one of those scenes that looks like he's just yelling, but there's a lot, but there are nuances to that scene that make this, if it was just him yelling, it wouldn't work, but the way it's pulled off, the interaction between him and Jane Curtin, that's what makes that scene great. Then we have the last Beethoven sketch. It's just him uh, doing Ray Charles, baby, it's all right. And ironically, later, Ray Charles would be in the Blues Brothers movie. Belushi playing homage to Ray Charles, who would, in the future, he would work with hand in hand. Ray Charles was also a guest later on on Saturday Night Live as well. So he's uh, he's parroting him here, he's imitating him here, and later he would go on to work with the master. Not much you can say about the Beethoven sketches. They're just really simple. They're he starts off trying to hone his sympathy, symphony, 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 and then he just breaks into Yellow Ribbon, and he breaks into My Girl, and then he breaks into you know maybe it's all right. Then we have Joe John Cocker. And this is Rob Reiner introduces this famous rock star. And it's Belushi doing Joe Cocker. And this is something that Belushi did in Lemmings. Lemmings was a National Lampoon show before Saturday Night Live. Uh, Chevy Chase and John Belushi were both, uh, both in Lemmings along with uh, Christopher Guest and other talented people. But those are the three Saturday Night Live alum. This was an impression, a character that he had that he brought to Saturday Night Live. And he just starts singing, you know, with a little help from my friends. Once again, the sketch where he did Brando, I thought there was a better Brando sketch. There's this famous, famous Dueling Cockers sketch where Joe Cocker was the musical guest. And John Belushi was just elated when he found that out. And he found out what Joe Cocker was wearing, and he went to wardrobe, and he got the exact same outfit that Joe Cocker was wearing. And then while Cocker was singing, Belushi went up there and started singing, so you get the dueling Cockers. That sounds dirty, but it's not. And I thought, once again, I think that would have been a better Joe Cocker video than this one. This is a good one, but the dueling Cockers is more iconic. And once again, I don't know if it was copyright or... There was some reason they couldn't use it, but they didn't. They used this one. It's good. Dueling Cockers is the better of the two. Then we have the last voyage of the Starship Enterprise. And this is this is a parody of, Sa- of Saturday Night Live. Yeah, it's a parody of Star Trek. It's Saturday Night Live doing a parody of Star Trek. And this might have been, this was 76. So Star Trek was off the air for mm, seven years. And it was four years before the movie. So this might have been one of, if not the first, one of the first parodies of Star Trek. Belushi is Kirk and Chevy Chase. This is the only video on this cassette that has Chevy Chase in it. So it had to be from the first season. Uh, Chevy Chase is Spock, John Belushi is Kirk, Dan Aykroyd as Dr. McCoy. Belushi does such a fantastic job as William Shatner. Because a lot of people go overboard with William Shatner. But Belushi gives it just the right amount of shat. He gives it the right amount of shat. He doesn't go over the top. And that's what makes this William Shatner great. And if you watch that, there's a couple of times in this sketch where Chevy Chase and Belushi 
they stumble over their lines. There's one where Chase clearly forgets what the next line is, and he just, he's supposed to say something, uh, but he says uh, something like, Captain, without anything, it was, he was just finding a word to fill because he totally forgot what the line was. It still works, and I think this might have been the first time Chevy Chase as Dr. Spock, Dr. Spock, Chevy Chase as Mr. Spock asks Ackroyd because these quote-unquote aliens have, you know, come onto the ship, and this might be the first time we hear somebody else say, you know, I'm a, you know, Dr. McCoy was famous, like, I'm a brick, I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. I'm a doctor, not a meteorologist. And this might have been the first time that somebody picked up on this, because Ackroyd's like, I'm a, I'm a doctor, not a tailor, damn it. Jim, I, I, Jim, I, spit it out, man. Come on, Bones. Jim, the aliens, Jim, they're, they boarded the ship, they're, they're coming this way. But, but, but how, Bones? How? Did they beam on board? Did they suddenly materialize? What, what did they, how did they get here? They just stepped out from behind the curtains. Describe them, Doctor. Well, there are two of them, humanoid in appearance, they're bipeds, and, uh, they have sort of drab clothing, except that around the neck of the leader is a brightly colored piece of cloth. Is there anything else odd about their clothing? I'm a doctor, not a tailor, damn it. <laughs> I don't know. But yes, there was something strange. Like, they spoke English. They spoke English, Jim. And the show is Elliot Gould and Garrett Morris, once again, criminally underused. They're canceling Star Trek. Everybody but Belushi, as William Shatner, has accepted this. The, the ship is slowly being dismantled around them and all the actors are just, you know, walking away because they know that it's over, except for Belushi, and he just has his famous Captain Kirk. And from what I've read, this is the only time he's done William Shatner. That was the only time he, did, he never did it before that, he never did it after that. So this sketch is the only time you'll see Belushi doing William Shatner. And then we have... Don't look back in anger. And wow, this, in retrospect, has got to be one of the most powerful sketches ever. John Belushi is playing an old man, and he's visiting all the not-ready-for-prime-time players. They've all died but him. And it's just so, excuse my language, so fucking ironic. And this just shows what a great actor Belushi is. You buy Belushi as this old man. You buy him reminiscing about his fallen castmates. It's just really... Even if he hadn't died, even if Belushi was still alive today, this would have been one of the greatest Saturday Night Live sketches ever. Just because of him, just because of his acting. And how he ended up, and how he died, and how fucking ironic it is... This sketch, I'm not going to put a clip of this sketch. I, I, I want, if you've listened to this, and I'm sure if you listen to this and you're a fan of John Belushi, you've seen this. But just, if you haven't, but and even if you had, just go back and watch Don't Look Back in Anger. And just see how perfect Belushi was in that. And just how heartbreaking it is now. Oh, man. And then we end it with a bunch of clips played over Soul Man again. And I thought, well, we started with Soul Man and we ended with Soul Man. 
like, okay, so we had boxcar blues. Couldn't we have used block boxcar blues at the end of the at the end of the video with a retrospect and get another I there's so much stuff of Belushi from those four years. Why are we why are we repeating anything? It's it's such a small sample to begin with. I want as much as I can in this. So I only being an hour long, I think we could have had because when you see all the little clips, there's just a ton of other stuff they could have pulled from to completed this tape. So the fact that they're repeating a song at the beginning, at the end, bookending it with it, I just I wish there was I wish they have done something else. But all that being said, this videotape is just pure nostalgia for me. It got me into Saturday Night Live. It got me into John Belushi. It, that's what watch this. This is one of the reasons I went to Animal House and the Blues Brothers and the first seasons of Saturday Night Live. This tape is obviously obsolete. All the Saturday Night Lives are on, or the, from the first season at least, are on DVD, and I believe all the episodes are on Peacock and Hulu. So you can find all the episodes and you can find all the sketches with John Belushi now. But to me. This was just a little time capsule in my life where I first discovered something that turned me on to something else that, you know, helped me in my comedy as well. I mean, if you got, if you can find, if you find the best of John Belushi somewhere, pick it up. You're not going to be disappointed. But like I said, Saturday Night Live, the first seasons are pretty much everywhere. You can find all the, actually all the clips of this are on YouTube on the Vincent Saturday Night Live. So this is just a pure nostalgic for me, pure nostalgia for me. Actually watching it on the VHS tape. I have a VCR. Watch it on this VHS tape. It's all nostalgia. It's all great. It's all Belushi. And that is it. Uh, this is, once again, a shorter one. It's me by myself just reminiscing about stuff from my teenage years. And I want to thank everybody listening. And we'll see everybody here next time on the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. To support this podcast, please go to www.patreon.com slash Scott White and give what you're able. If you're listening on iTunes, please give a review. That should help people find this podcast. And no matter what services you use to listen, please leave feedback. We always want to improve. Thank you for listening to the Dan Aykroyd Podcast.
don't like Hollywood, Gilda. You know that. A bunch of phonies out there. You know, don't worry about me. I'm not gonna change. I'll just be the... I'll just be John, wherever I go. Or Kev. Now, what the hell's your name? Jack Kerouac. I'm Lowell Brock for H&L Brock. I am Captain Ned of the Raging Queen. Tell me, are there any males with you? Oh, pretty. Well, I look good in everything. I just wear clothes well. Some people oh, can, some great. people can't. I do. Nobody cry when Jaws die. Nobody care when Jaws die. When my cocker dies, everybody cries. I bought off a deer for a buck. It's a buckskin. Thank you. Hardy har har. Hardy har har har. Alice, you're really funny, Alice. You're really a riot, Alice. You're gonna go places, Alice. You know where you're gonna go, Alice? Where? To the moon, Alice. has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast. Captain's Log. Final entry. We have tried to explore strange new worlds. To seek out new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. And except for one television network, we have found intelligence everywhere in the galaxy. <laughs> Live long and prosper. Promise. <laughs> Captain James